Schlager Music Joseph Flansky. The Merkcast is a bi-weekly podcast concrete, surrealistic soup audio hex. This audio collage, composed of voicemail submissions, field recordings, and ambient noise, comes from listeners just like you. Please leave us a message by calling 773-L-BLAZE. In digits, that number again is 773 357 5297. If you would like to email us a submission, question, complaint, confession, you can reach us at merk at mosstapes.com. That's M U R K at mosstapes.com. We hope to hear from you, and your recording may be included in the next episode of the Merkcast. Future broadcasts will arrive every other Monday but we need your help. You have just heard a little bit of Schlager music, a voicemail left to us by Kyle Druin. Thank you, Kyle. It will continue to loop behind my voice for the duration of this episode. Episode 5, Peace with the Idea. In contrast to the two previous musically-oriented episodes, this Merkcast will focus on words. There's a few narratives weaved into the cast of this cast, and it's longer than any of the previous. We hope you'll wade along into the murky, deeper depths. Interspliced is a three-part interview with Chicago's own last King of Poland. I caught him and got him into Merkcast HQ before he leaves and goes to Bari, Italy for the next six months. But without further ado, introduce yourselves next to... Hey, there's messages for Joe. <laughs> uh, it's Camille, um, or Neo, if you prefer. Uh, I wasn't sure if I should still leave the voicemail, so I'm doing that anyway right now. Um, yeah, so I hope you got the um, song that I sent working on a new uterus queen album. Yeah, so cool. Um, so hopefully I'll talk to you soon. All right, I hope you have a good day. This was an awkward message. Goodbye. Darling, you told me to never look back. So I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought about you. No, I didn't. Thank you for talking to me. Yeah. That's cool. 
your reality. This is screenwriter Justin Fink. I'm here with my writing partner, Austin Bruitt. Um, I have a pitch for you about a little movie idea we had today. It could go a little something like this. So the name of the movie is Ernest Goes to Pitchfork. Of course, it is Ernest from the beloved Ernest movies. Um, Jim Byrne. Jim Byrne, yeah. Uh, so here's what we have so far. So he wakes up, and he's on a bed, uh, and he's surrounded by posters of this band, Croaking Frogs. Broken Frogs is his most favorite band in the world, and it turns out that they're going to be performing at Pitchfork. 
So he somehow gets himself a job working security at Pitchfork. Now, there's one thing about Ernest is that he has no tolerance for the youth of today, and especially those who roll into Pitchfork. So it's a constant clash of cultures between Ernest and the rest of these disaffected, too cool for school youth. Um, but we do have a few ideas of some funny things that could happen. Uh, there'd be one moment when, when an artist on stage would be like, hey, everyone, uh, we're going to have a quick moment of silence for the victims of like some recent tragedy. And then everyone's real quiet. And even Ernest, too, is like, oh, yes, we're being quiet. And then all of a sudden his phone starts ringing. And, it's, and then he's fumbling for it. And like he like can't keep his balance, and like he slips in the mud. And then when he falls in the mud, there's like a whole collection of like china dishes that just fall and shatter. And then he gets up, and then he's like surrounded by percussion instruments. And, like he bangs into a gong and a bunch of cymbals, and, uh, and like everyone's looking at him like, "Hey, Ernest." Uh, oh yeah, and then he'll take acid at some time and freak out. Uh, oh, I didn't even explain to you the villain of the film. Uh, the villain of the film is a very proper guy who hates the music of today. In fact, he hates music in general because it distracts kids from doing school and doing well. Hi, this is screenwriter Justin Fake, uh, screenwriter on The Crew of Tom again. Unfortunately, we got cut off. We still have some very excellent scene ideas. Uh, one will be is a very popular death metal band will be playing and they'll be performing and then all of a sudden... Ernest will be trying to drive a forklift to help move a crate, but he'll something will get stuck in the gears, and then somehow he'll get on stage completely taking out the drummer, and he'll be like, Ernest, you just killed our drummer. And he'll be like, oh, sorry. And then he's like, well, you know, like, I play drum gold. Like, what? Yeah, right. He's like, come on, just let me try. And then, like, he starts playing a little bit. And at first, like, hmm, see what this guy can do. But he's really good, like, really good. And, and uh, we replaced his drum solo with the audio from Wayne's World when Garth does his drum solo. And ends with the, I like to play. <laughs> We're getting off here. Okay. That was in line two, I think, with a microphone in the line one. That's correct. And I think that's chimes. all I had for the With chimes in the background. I or something. Yeah, you had, like, some acoustic instrument in the background. And what were you using? I had, I don't remember exactly what I was using. I had a feedback loop, and it was a, it was a pitch pirate, midi-fi pitch pirate, into a pitch shifter, into another pitch shifter, into a delay pedal. <laughs> Which is kind of silly, but it that's what the squelching, the, that, that sound is like, well, that's my thing, and you're the drone stuff in this song. The high and low. High and, high and low. We were just listening to MMLKOP, Klomp, Meester Magpie, Last King of Poland, an album recorded several years ago. 2001? Oh, gosh. Maybe. I'm what year is bad it? with time. <laughs> what year is it? Twenty. It was not 2001. There's no way. 2011. 11. Yeah. Yeah. 2000, <laughs> 2011. Uh, back in the 9/11 days. Back in those days, everything was 11s. 
But anyway, good, uh, good album. Good album. <laughs> and you are listening to the people who recorded it. This is Joseph Blansky, and uh, this is the uh, producer of the Moss Tapes Mercast here with Tomas Jerzak. Uh, I'm the other guy, last king of <laughs> Poland. That's right. In, in case you don't know, I, that is my alias. Sometimes. And we've been trying to do this interview for like three weeks, I think, or something. You asked me mm-hmm. after the episode with Austin yep. aired episode three. And thought it'd be fun, and mm-hmm. we've been playing tag for a few weeks. Right, and here we, here we are. Supposed Try. to do it even earlier. Yeah. But we got uh, Tomas got caught in the awful pitchfork traffic. It did. So we went and had brunch minus drinks, kind of lunch breakfast. Delicious. They didn't give us biscuits, bread. biscuits and gravy. I was disappointed. <laughs> very very tasty. Oh. You know, very Ooh. tasty. So we, yeah, uh, why haven't we been able to meet up recently? Uh, I've been, tra- been doing. I've been traveling, traveled, played some shows. I uh, went to Cincinnati, and I went to Gainesville, Florida. Is that where I was? Uh, you said that and earlier. Uh, uh, I went to Portland, and I went to New York. Jeez. Yeah, in the last month, it's crazy. Did you play in all of those cities? I did not play in New York. I was just hanging out. My friend drove. And he's like a professor and stuff, so he's he's going out there to visit his family, and he's just like, come tag along with me. So I did. So been traveling about, playing playing new songs, making making new music. Where did you play in those cities? Uh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I played in Portland. I played at Bobby's house. What is that called? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it, I think it's called Human Flesh Body World. <laughs> I know he's mistaken. he <laughs> right <laughs> or Bobby Town. That's what I like to call it. Bobby's World. Bobby's World. Uh, <laughs> and games of Florida, I played at a place called something of darkness. It was like a noise venue, but they played like techno stuff. Gainesville is sweet. Gainesville's cool, man. I <clears throat> I never really hung out in Florida. That was like my first time hanging out in Florida that wasn't Tampa or whatever. And then uh. In Cincinnati, it was, it was like a house show. I don't know if they had a name for it, but my friend lives there. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, just a couple. That was like, I played a lot of rap there. And oh, nice. dug it. So I played different things in different places, which is, like, interesting. So if you want to inform our listeners, even though you've been on, you've heard music of yours on previous episodes, mm-hmm. exactly what kinds of music you make? Yeah. So I, I rap, and I make beats, and, of course... For the longest time, I did noise music Woo. with you, mostly. <laughs> and then we've, yeah. And so, yeah. So, noise music was, like, the first thing. It was, like, Game Boys. That was the original. Last King of Poland. Chip Tune? Me Chip and Tune, Last King Kinda. of Poland. More like, yeah, but all at, like, 300 BPM, like, grindcore. <laughs> Last King of Poland. Where I would just, like, I would just, I was, like, 18, and I had a Game Boy, and I had a microphone, and I would just yell at people. And I remember I had a song where I said... It was like something, something hit hit you with a baseball bat, and I just like yell it. It was like punk, chip tune. It was like really fast. That's all <laughs> I remember from doing it. It's been a while, but yeah, I don't think we knew we didn't know each other at that time. Oh no. Yeah. So. But we're going to get more into how we knew each other a little later. Yeah. When we talk about how we met, but right now let's keep mm-hmm. on with new stuff. Um, what new music are you making mm-hmm. besides the stuff like as? Some of the submissions you've given us, are they going to be on an album yeah. that's coming, or what are yeah. you doing? I'm working on a first album, first real album. Uh, I have about half of it completed. 
I keep changing my mind about stuff. And then I have a mixtape coming out in August on my birthday. A mixtape? Rap mixtape. Feudal, Feudal 2. All new stuff? All, all songs. Uh, there's some. There's two songs that are that have music videos, Loyal and Evil. And those, those oh. will be on that mixtape. Where can our listeners see those videos? Uh, YouTube.com. YouTube.com? Slash Regal Boxer. Or if you just type in Last King of Poland, YouTube, it comes up. Woo. So do that. Check check that out. And then the mixtape will come out August 14th. So look for that on the internet everywhere. <laughs> Would you uh, segue, mm-hmm. um, who's releasing the mixtape? I believe that a certain Mr. Blansky... Uh, uh, a humble gentleman, <laughs> that l- beloved by all, has has started a a a Merkcast market. Is this is this right? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> finally, after not having a web store for Moss Tapes for maybe five years or so, a tragedy. Yeah. Um, couldn't figure out a way to do it, so I decided on Etsy. So uh, yes, Moss Tapes has found its web store home on Etsy at Moss Market. Moss Tapes, if you search those things. Moss Tapes, one word. I know because Etsy's really finicky with their search queries. Right. Um, L- limited limited supply available. Oh, yeah. It's There's a bunch of really funny stuff on there right now, including the album that you had heard earlier, a little snippet, the MMLKOP Clomp, which is for the first time available in physical form at the Moss Market. Get yours today. Really stoked about that. There's some tapes by Christian Freebie who was featured on the previous podcasts, including another Paul Mall tape, if you enjoyed the last episode, and buttons, and some Sega games, because I'm going to start selling some video games on there. I have doubles of The Lion King, um, oh God, what's the other one? <laughs> Triple Trouble by Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog for Game Gear. Oh, wow. And, oh, yeah, Pitfall, the Mayan, ev- Mayan Adventure. I just want Double Dragon 3, but you would never be stupid enough to sell that. I don't even have it. Wow. I just ripped that out of a comic. Wow. There it is, folks. The truth comes out. (laughs) Getting lost in the posters of The Office again. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Always getting lost. Always lost. All right. um, I think it might be time to take a little break and get into some more submissions. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how we met and how we recorded Clomp. This recording is intended to free you from the image and its detrimental effects. It is the image that forces us all to perform. We no longer view. We no longer can be viewed. We have released ourselves from the image. Then you are not to blame. No. Then you are not. No. You are not to blame. No. Then you are not to blame. It is the image that forces us all to perform. You sing. You press. Have press. You sing. Have sing. On have sing. Sing have You sing. You press. Have press. You sing. Have sing. On have sing. Sing have You sing. You press. Have press. You sing. Have sing. On have sing. World. Sing have sing. World. Sing have press. I have press. World. Sing have sing. On have sing. World. Sing have sing. World. Sing have press. I have press. World. Sing have sing. On have sing. World. Sing have sing. World. Sing have sing. On have sing. World. Sing have sing. World. Sing have sing. World. 
So, uh, there'll be one scene when it starts raining, and then they shut down everything, so they evacuate everyone. And what it looks like, it looks like, like a giant crowd just, like, moving from the ground just, like, 10 feet onto the road. And then, like, it'll stop raining, and the sunlight will come in, and they'll be like, hey, everyone, you can come back in. So the giant crowd will, like, run back in, and they'll start raining again, just like, sorry, everyone's got to evacuate, so they'll run back out. Meanwhile, Ernest is just in the center of all of this, constantly getting stampeded on. Uh, so that's just uh, one of many more uh, delightful scenes uh, we have for this project. Hey, Mercast, a long-time listener, first-time caller. This is Bookman Industries, and this is Colonia del Sacramento. There you were, after media about another terrorist attack, another set of barbary moths, flush sparkle phosphorescent flitter down the block, guttered in observance of an officer's death, another child murdered. Happy New Year. Can you say those words with a frown? Upside down? The song took you back like it does. It had been so long since you'd heard it. What was it called? Who was the artist? Fresh Air interview with John Mellencamp. Informative. Eye-opening. One cannot judge a man by his haircut. The drink created, your name backward, not palindromic, not a word to make self sound important. I went to an airport in another country once. I flew in and I flew out. I went to the port of Buenos Aires, took a boat to a specific UNESCO town. My uncle, he ordered the catch of the day from a river near the coastal town. It came out with all its bones. They came out in his mouth and palms. It was a missionary town, and is a Christian town on a Christian continent. I went back to the airport to fly across an ocean, but it wasn't over water. It took me all across the mountains. The glitter from the party favors stuck around until I vacuumed. I see a couple morsels, good enough to consider an addition, to the champagne glass cracked in a way that I'm afraid to hand wash. The Spanish cheers I knew I don't know now. There you were, media happening after. I I don't really remember what I was using when we recorded yeah. this. Yeah, I I definitely do. What were you it, using? It was a uh, Digitech Vocal 300. Uh, cheap kind of vocodery effects pedal, and you were uh, drone droning away on the micro Korg. I'm, I think, messing with tape stuff. Yeah. Good, good. Dark times. Good there, times, There though. might be a steady, really looped drum beat from yeah. the Porta sound, I think, yeah. going on. Yeah, I think so. I think there might be. Hard. It's like four years ago. It's hard to remember. So, yes, that we were just listening to MMLKOP, Clomp. That was the last song on the album, Forsaken. I think the only vocal track, really, on the album. Mm-hmm. Saddest song, too. Saddest one. Sadder than Garfield 2. Ooh, yeah. Sadder than Garfield 2. And and y- you know it's bad when, when you got to reference Garfield 2. <laughs> uh, I just got some Garfield. But I don't want to talk yeah. about Garfield. <laughs> get, We're gear talking. Which is what we've done a lot for a long time. Uh, always. Since I've met you. Right. Always obsessed with gear. And uh, ever since I saw you at the Mopri. Huh? Introduce us. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh. Tomasz Jerzak, Last King of Poland. Joseph Blansky, producer of the Moss Tapes Mercast. 
sitting here chugging away on yeah. Calf Club. <laughs> right. Love Calf Club. Shout out, shout out Calf Club. We want your sponsorship. We love your product. It keeps us going. Calf Club. Get in the club. Guilt free. All right. So now that yeah. we've done one sponsorship, we got that one out of the way. Yep. Now let's go into how did how did we meet? We we met. I saw you at the Mulberry. It was your birthday, and you had a bunch of weird. You were wearing a bunch of weird clothes, short shorts, and <laughs> some some flowery tank top. I'm sure. And a fanny pack. Right, yeah, I have that one still. A fanny, a trademark fanny pack. And I was like, who is this guy? He's weird, but I like it. And then uh, I introduced myself to you. I'm like, yeah, it's really good music, man. You're like, thanks. Hey, and then I like playing the didgeridoo uh, and yeah, two acoustic yeah, guitars. Yeah. Want to <laughs> hang out? And then you were like, yeah, yeah, let's do some weird music and stuff. And then I asked you to play my birthday with Mikey. And uh, that, was the, MM plus nine. that was the first show I think we played together. That was so fun. Where's that down in Oak Park? That was in Oak Park 305. That was Candace's house. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, she let us play in her basement. That was a nice... We had a few shows there. Um, I think I only went to one there. Yeah, I played a and show was, there also. That was with Photo Sputnik, Yeah, right? that show was with Photo Sputnik. And it was Killer under the band. Krautrock, neo-Krautrock band. And we played with their drummer later, too. Yeah, Tom Blackwell. Who I visited when I was so in amazing. Denver. What a great, amazing great, drummer! Amazing drummer, amazing person. Amazing guy. Shout out, shout out to you, Tom. Shout Bobo. out, Tom. You're a great drummer. <laughs> and uh, from there, we just kicked it and started recording music together in the basement of Drone City. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the moist basement the which moist I had my bed basement. and I'd have to take down every time yeah. we had a show and clean up and put back together again. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Filthy, filthy times. Very uh. Everyone was very dirty and smelly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my, eventually, us. you know, we moved out and yeah. didn't see each other for a bit. And yeah. you were busy doing your own thing. Yeah, I don't... I was something. touring and you were doing Solo Fest? Yeah, Solo Fest, and, uh, which was a festival that I, I put together, kind of curated. And I would usually have six to eight musicians uh, playing different stuff. So the first one we had at Deegan Music uh in Ravenswood and I had uh, a lot of a lot of great people. I had a harp player, uh Nicole from from Piss 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 Mo 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 played. But so there's like theremin, I played noise stuff. A lot of different a lot of different bands. Uh great times, you know, great people. And then we got back together again yeah. at I think a like a buoyant sea show. Yeah. I think I, I saw, saw you. you and yeah, yeah, you saw me and I'm like, hey What's going on? Yeah. It's been forever. And I'm like, hey, blah, 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 blah. What's up with you? I and need blah, blah, blah. And then a couple months later, yeah. like, it was like, oh, I need somewhere to live. Yeah. And so then we ended up moving in together yeah. at a place that we called MTV Studios right. Chicago. Yeah, MTV Studios. Home of Midwest Trash Vortex. That was the home. Which and we had with the previous mentioned Bobby. It's, Bo it's just Bo Bobby's world. We just live in it. <laughs> Obviously. And, uh, yeah. A good revolving time. around the bob revolving around the bob and you know had a drum kit set up and made some tunes there and crazy people coming in and out all the time all the time Mad a little too much <laughs> yeah madness at mtv yeah peace with the idea comes oh, to mind oh gosh crazy guy who would just he just lived across the street he's just a, a painter and he would just like say a lot of crazy stuff he could be really nice but yeah. eventually he just, yeah, I just caught him, like, in our house, and I had to kick him out. And A single beer, and it would be a different person. He'd be a different person. So Sucks. Crazy, crazy dude. But a little over the top, anyway. A little too much. That whole place was like that. Yeah, all the time, just sensory overload. It only lasted seven months? Seven or eight months. 
And I'm, we never had the gas turned on? We never had the gas turned on. A uh, lot of madness, a lot of people staying over there. Uh, R- rotating roommates. Rotating roommates. Unstable ro- house, basically. Bobby left us. He did. He abandoned <sighs> us uh, because he hates us. If you're out there, Bobby. <laughs> so we know how you really feel about it. Show us your love. Show us your love. Show us your love. Give us a call. <laughs> Really, but give us a yeah, call, Bobby. Seriously, where have you been in my <laughs> life? And uh, so and we all, but yeah, yeah eventually we yeah. couldn't take it anymore either. It yeah. becomes November, and if you don't have any gas on, yeah, you can't shower, and you're freezing, that. and there's holes when in your walls from your landlord. You got to move. Went our separate ways. And you started getting into. Uh, yeah. You're yeah. telling me a bit about MTV yeah. about Gong Fu. Yeah. What is this? It's a it's a northern Chinese martial arts style. It started in the 50s. He or originated in America in the 50s here by this Polish guy. Douglas Nokunski, and he started what's known as the Green Dragon Society, which is where I study. It's Green Dragon. Since the 50s, so it's been around quite oh. a while. And uh, they have a, you know, you can look them up. They have a bit of a reputation. They're very traditional, you know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> you know, Chi Dao school, you know, very s- kind of spiritual martial arts stuff, but very tough, very, uh, very difficult, you know what I mean? To study takes a lot of effort, and I've been doing that for about, got back into that for about two years. And when did you get into that? Like, how long after leaving uh, MTV Studios? Pretty much immediately. Immediately? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think, like, because I'd wanted to come back for a while. Yeah, you kept talking about it. me and my brother used to do it, and I missed it, and I came back, and it was wonderful. And uh, I've loved it ever since, you know, and, like, the meditation aspect of it and the fighting and just the physical aspect, I think, has helped me. I think I needed that. And so what what exactly is your form? The, the the forms that we do or your your, or well, your specific it's a, it's, fighting style yeah and stuff. I mean can our, you explain that a little yeah, bit I mean our fighting styles are based on eight animals so eight animals yeah mo- yeah eight animals so it's like tiger panther leopard boar cobra mantis crane and uh, eagle and so usually when you start you get assigned one of those animals based on your personality type and stuff like that huh. so. It's pretty interesting, yeah. And then, but you ha- you really have to learn them all to become kind of complete, and then you move on to higher level stuff. So that's kind of like the the foundation. And which fighting style are you? And like, how yeah. how do you? So it's like, uh, why does it fit your personality exactly? Well, and how Man- is it? Mantis is is on the left side. So you're a mantis. Mantis, which is the most. It's like introverted. Crane, crane, and um, mantis are the most introverted animals. Most intelligent. You know, but their weakness is sort of that they're too much in their head. They're they're not. They lack. They're opposites. So kind of if you're your opposite, you try to be more like your opposite. So if you start as a cobra, ideally you want to be more like a tiger. And if you start like a mantis, you want to be more like a panther. You want to be a little more emotional. So kind of lack the emotional stuff. Whereas a panther <laughs> would want to be more like a mantis and be more in their head, more thinking. But the actual fighting style of a mantis is very close in, very tight in. You know what I mean? Close fighting. Close little fighting. short arms, like yeah, little mantis arms. arms. Yeah, like <laughs> <barbed, laughs> yeah. Kind of like, you know, once you know, once I get a hold of you, I don't let go. You know, that kind of kind of the idea. <laughs> ow, ow. And that's my natural, that's where I'm coming from. But I want to, I have to learn kind of, the idea is that each of them has something that will make you well-rounded if you have them all. Hmm. So, you know, cobra's like ground fighting, panther's like fighting, fighting someone on the lower body, you know what I mean? Tiger's the most aggressive, and so on and so forth. Hmm. So, yeah, Green Dragon Society, you know, if, you, if anyone's interested in martial arts, you know, you can go there and, you know, you have to do an interview and stuff and, uh, you know, fill out fill out a form if you want to check it out. But, uh, you know, it's cheap, it's good, and it'll great It'll teacher. round you out? Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. rounding out, um, yeah. 
you've also played in other bands before too. Yeah. And I think we're gonna play a song with someone that you were in a band with. Yeah. So I joined uh, Ono as an auxiliary member. Oh no. A few we times. Love you. And I uh, love them a lot. And I they were one of the first bands I got into before Chicago I started Legends. Music. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just great people too. You know, wonderful people. And wonderful Travis people. and Travis and me have two songs. One of them we're about to play, and the other one will be on my first album, which is so that song is done too. So. Yeah, he's just an amazing person. You know, check out Ono if you don't know them. Um, just one You of should. Yeah. They're playing like every other week in Chicago. They're the best. If you're here, you got to go yeah. see them. Got m- much love to them. And without further ado, let's hear that track with you and Travis Ono. Yeah, yeah. Fade. In the torrid daylight, the city speaks to no one. Inmates pray 
inmates hate. Inmates late, inmates lay in wait. In heaven, far away. Underground. Loitering within pearly gates, procreate pound for pound. Gas tank, detonate, bank rate. Free states boom and build and build and build. Ant hills, dream states, inmates lay in wait. Wait a second. I own everything that you own. If I find something to have value, then it is split down the center, and we each have half of the value. If you do not think that something has the value that I say something has, then we compromise on the amount of value and split it down the center. I have half of the compromised value, and you have half of the compromised value. If the value of the thing, or the compromise value of the thing, is actually a commodity of time or thought, then we split that commodity down the center, and each must devote an equal amount of time or thought to that something. If we both prescribe value to something that someone else we respect finds no value in, and we decide that they are right, and that something has no value anymore, we must both agree on its valuelessness and split the valuelessness down the middle. In a situation of disproportionate or unequal value, wherein one person possesses value that is beyond their control to diminish, and this value is beyond the control of the other to gain, we may acknowledge this imbalance privately, but never display it in public. We must monitor these equal values to make sure that they are always of equal value, or the system that we have predicated the making of value and the exchange of value and our own self-valuing will fail. You know, I own everything that you own. If I find something to have value, then it is split down the center and we each have half of the value. If you do not think that something has the value that I say that something has, then we compromise on the amount of value and split it down the center. I have half of the compromise value, and you have half of the compromise value. If the value of the thing, or the compromise value of the thing, is actually a commodity of time or thought, then we split that commodity down the center and each must devote an equal amount of time or thought to that something. If we both prescribe value to something that someone else we respect finds no value in, 
and we decide that they are right, and that something has no value anymore. We must both agree on its valuelessness and split the valuelessness down the middle. If my value in your eyes is lesser than your value in my eyes, I will be sad and scared. If my value in your eyes is greater than your value in my eyes, I will also be sad and scared. We must monitor these equal values to make sure that they are always of equal value, where the system that we have predicated the making of value and the exchange of value and our own self-valuing will fail. Oh, hello there. Uh, this is uh, screenwriter Justin Pink uh, walking with Austin C. Pruitt, my co-writer for the film. Ernest goes to Pitchfork. Um, just had a few more scene uh, pitches for you guys for the movie. Um, of course, there will be uh, some point in the movie where he'll have to infiltrate a gang uh, of hipsters. So because of that, he'll have to blend in. Uh, so he'll have to start dressing like them. Uh, like he'll walk into a porter body and instantly walk out and he'll have like a fluorescent cap on and a tank top and like weird leopard print shorts. Uh, and then he'll try to fit in. Um, another scene, there will be a funny scene where he's putting wristbands on people for people who are 21 and he just can't get the hang of it. He's got this big spool of wristbands and he's like wrapping someone up and then finally like cuts back and it shows like someone just completely covered with uh, wristbands. Um, Had to show like a mummy. Yeah, like a mummy, yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, and then lastly, uh, this is my favorite line in the movie, uh, but the lead singer of one of the metal bands will be like Snake Death. Uh, and there will just be a scene, who knows what, but where Ernest will be saying, uh, excuse me, Mr. Death? So yeah, uh, I think that's all we have so far. Uh, we need a, we're hoping to secure about like 35 million for production. Um, I, think I think at least a 35 mil. Uh, yeah, I mean pretty low budget. Uh, we'll we'll do all of our own special effects. Uh, bringing uh, you know Ernest back to life will be the most taxing uh, in Denver that we've ever done in our careers but we feel it's 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 much worth it uh so take care of yourselves uh this will um hopefully be out in theaters christmas next year um for uh justin and i i mean we've really been working hard on this project for a good three or four months and um in those four months we learned more about ourselves than we ever had in our entire lives and um you know uh justin i just want to say to you you know since we're here right now um you are the inspiration that drives um everything that is wow. Ernest goes to pitchfork wow thank you austin uh it's so funny because i was just about to say that about you you're you are the pepper to my salt in this project The audience is the salad. Hey, Mercast, long-time listener, first-time caller. 
This is Bookman Industries, and this is Hashtag Seance. The text you sent was abysmal. The me I met was travel marked. My skin looked to crawl. Sleep I had was not good then. I put my collar up. I slipped my sleeves up. I scooped paper dust from the bone brigade onslaught of dungeon and dragon stuff I slew last nightfall. I am not in love now. You with another body as if you moved to this city alone? Handshook was all it took. It was big and it was dry and it was questionable, neglecting to look me in the eye. But his hand shook the board to talking, the spirit in here with us. The room, quiet, sudden, cold drop, crept in. The window opened. Outside, barren, roadless landscape, with no more mountain rain. Come on and grow, you pines. Your ghost and then the boyfriend it had. I cooed. I plunged a note. I am not so troubled, are you? Took the picture with your thumb in the corner. Your sister laughed. Your sister took another photograph. An emotional day into a winter emotion without the tourists, without the person met, who still you don't remember. Get back right, me, because I already know how it feels to be me. I thought about it more and more. Airlocked espresso brick got more and more lost in cream and sugar. Don't text back, but you did. We communicate back and forth like this for years. Attention span is suspected. My ghost had a boyfriend there. It was yours that was silent. I realized, I thought, I am much more addicted to cigarettes than I was last week even. They were all my ghosts wanted. Yo, Tomas, you peace with the idea, Joe. Joe looks like John Lennon, bro. Joe looks exactly like John Lennon. Free Joey! Free John Lennon! Free John Lennon! At peace with the idea, bro! Oh, man. Yeah. Got a little excited. I think we clipped a little bit there. Yeah, too excited. <laughs> Peace with the idea, bro. But we're back. Joseph Polanski. Tomasz Jerzak, the eighth. We were just listening to some of the sweet sounds of River City Ransom for the NES. Get your copy today at your local video game shop. I think it was also released on Game Boy Advance. I, I, it was because I, I uh, played that game. I heard that version's really good. It's excellent. Someone call it a port. Nothing beats game? the original card. That's correct. Yep. Very, very great game. Basically, two <laughs> two high schoolers just beating beating the fuck out of each other. <laughs> An 8-bit glory An with glory. chains and brass knuckles. Very violent game. Very violent. Well, speaking of being violent, let's yeah. end uh Well, we were talking about gong fu, yeah. but that's more discipline. Yeah. So, you know, get your gong fu. Don't yeah. place your violence in some weird place. Yeah. Be a well-rounded yeah. person. Yeah. That's that's the idea. Peace <laughs> with the idea. Peace with the idea, bro. And uh, yeah, so I'm getting I'm getting ready, you know, to go. And where uh, are you going? Go why are you Why are you leaving me again? <laughs> Everyone will always leave each other. Maybe I don't know. And <laughs> I, I think that I'm going to Bari, Italy, uh, which is in the south of Italy, to teach English to Italian businessmen and women. So an ESL program? 
Yeah, something like that. I'll be teaching at a British school, which English is English as a second language. Yeah. So a British school? British school in Italy. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, British, you know, they're good at colonizing stuff. But uh <laughs> uh, uh shout out to colonialism, I guess. Oh, K- kind of? No. 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 I take back my shout out. Uh not cool. Reclaimed. Br- not cool, Britain. Better watch yourself. <laughs> going down the tooth. We're coming to Europe. Polish takeover in Britain. They don't like the taking all the benefits. Well, anyway, how soon are you leaving and going I'm to Bari? I'm leaving on the first of August <sighs> for six months, and I will return. Lucky I, I caught you for this podcast. You did, and this. I am very pleased to be here at the lovely Merc Cast, Dork Cast, Gear Cast, <laughs> various <laughs> different casts. So. And um, I think mm. we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, right? yeah. We're gonna record a new mm. song together. That's right. You br- you brought in el- the new Electribe I over. D- I did, and we're back. You thought we were gone, but we're back. How about that. So you're gonna hear it first, and then see it first. Worldwide exclusive video premiere. Mm-hmm. M M L K O P. Yeah. With our new single, "Fuck Society," stealing Wi-Fi. Fuck Society. Stealing Wi-Fi. Weepy. Yep.
I want to thank Tomas, last king of Poland, for coming on the show. It was more fun than playing River City Ransom? Alone? You can check out the video of the song you just heard on the Moss Tapes YouTube, and you can find our old album and more tapes, buttons, zines, and video games on the Moss Tapes Market on Etsy. You just heard a blurb from Yukon John. The previous two uncredited audio were submitted by Katie Albert of performance art duo Mother Girl. The first was a remix in collaboration with RMX Reality, The second was an unreleased Mother Girl piece, set to a field recording by the one and only Yukon John. Next up are some messages in the currently titled Pure Filth Trailer Park Disneyland Fairy Tale Saga by Meg McCarvel, currently calling from Angola Prison, where she is awaiting execution for attempting to make the largest subhuman centipede out of the Chicago DIY scene.
Keep it all all the time, bro. When you fucking see me, dog, I got fucking clips. Extra clips on top of extra clips. Just bullets don't trip. I really don't like the nines. I like a 40, but I can't lie. I got caught up with the nine in New Orleans East. You see me with my rhyme never cease. You know I'm a fool. No, I'm a nut. Because I take my Seroquel at the night when I shut my eyes. But I got my lazy, so I keep it open. What you motherfuckers 
in which you think I'm joking. This ain't a joke, fool. This ain't something fun. I keep it really. I understand my wife is my gun, and she's on my side. She loves me. She keep it tool. I keep it greasy. You understand it's how I'm living. You know I'm sleazy. I'm fucking dirty. I'm grimy. Maybe a fucking dope addict on time and what to see my rhyme. Everything is what I do. You get what you get. I even did if I said I didn't hurt me bit. You could say I did something I never did, and I claim it's just a beat, but your boy, you just a kid. I'm a grown man. Might be short, but I'm tall. Ten feet tall, bulletproof, and I walk it like a dog. Fuck it, y'all. Y'all can't understand how dirty it gets. With my me, baby, you best to fucking get your mind right. Respect the fool. Let's get a check. I don't want to have to kill you, but you understand I expect. Stack the mouth, soak them down, you understand? You're gonna get in the red light. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. As we say, if I had a different beat, then I'd smell me some yay, but right now I got the beat on to see me maybe on the head wrong, the fucking dog, and I'm mowing the lawn. Hell no. I hate to fucking mow that grass. Hell no, man. I hate to take out the trash. Hell no, man. I ain't cleaning the box. I don't do that shit. Nigga, I just don't stop. So them household chores, I ain't gonna make them. I'm off in the street. And you see me, I'm facing all kind of time from the things that I did. I pay my dues and she knew who bought it. He's the doggy a fool. Yes, me and then myself. That's the real gun die. So if you keep it real, but you understand I lied. Now, nah, man, I said it's truth. I said, Lord, I'm about to fall. But what you say, man? Holla is even dog. They used to call me Squirrel. That was my given name. But ever since real died, and this and shit done changed. They call me Zebra because I got my strike a veteran. So fuck it, dog. Headache, I take it, etc. I fucking celebrate. And what you say, I keep it like a fucking fool. This shit don't play. Yeah, I'm donkey give a foolish, man. That donkey bust me in your face with the tulip, man. Thanks for making it through this week's episode of the Moss Tapes Mercast. This is your producer, Joseph Blansky. Mr. Magpie is lost in space and time, but we may get a fix on him to temporarily teleport into physical reality within the next two weeks. Keep an eye on the Moss Tapes calendar for more information. We're going to hear a word from this episode's second sponsor, People's Gas, and then some kind words from a fan. Wherever you are, good morning, good night, peace with the idea, bro. And Mercast. Hello, this is an important call from People's Gas. Please stay on the line. Our records indicate you have a past due balance. It is important that regular payments be made on your account to avoid further collection activity or disconnection of your gas service. You can make a payment by phone anytime by calling 1-866-295-0086. Please have your account number and payment information handy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
this um, critique was born out of a conversation I had with Austin Pruitt uh, in New York City, who was a guest on the show for episode three, I believe, and just a few things that we discussed that he suggested I call in with was, um, firstly, I love the title, uh, Murfcast. I think it's a fantastic name for a show, um, but a few of the uh, finer points that I had that uh, I'd like to kneel you with. Um, I feel like the intro is a little overlong and unpredictable, and it's hard to kind of pinpoint what, as a listener, um, you can expect within uh, that episode. So I think it'd be uh, better um, if you had a voice that would come in, either Joe or uh, whomever, and just kind of set up what that show is for the day. Um, that may seem conventional, and uh, a lot of the ideas that you're exploring aren't that, but it's a good base. Um, it just, it, it's a good, uh, it sets, it sets a, a more cohesive tone, I feel. So even if you're not looking for um, uh, a predictable podcast, I guess you would say, uh, you can still find some sort of anchor in what you're listening to. Uh, so I feel like there should be more more of a, a presence from Joe. We should be speaking uh, a lot more and setting up and introducing the content that the uh, callers phone in with. Um, I feel like that should be examined a lot more. I like the uh, splicing of audio and mixing of uh, various um, uh, sound recordings that you have on the show. I really like that. It's a unique part of the show. Um, but I just feel like someone should string together uh, the, these various ideas um, and kind of weave them together into one uh, coherent episode where uh, the MC, I guess you would say, would be um, sort of setting up, introducing, and examining each piece of content, and it just moves faster, um, which is the complete opposite of this uh, droning uh, voicemail that I'm leaving you. But um, that's pretty much what I wanted to, that's the main idea that I wanted to kind of shoot at you. Um, but I'll call again um, as Bill Cosby or Andrew Dice Clay. Um, this is Eric Lynch, by the way. Um, and uh, I'll talk.
Merkcast is a presentation of Moss Tapes. For more information, please visit www.mosstapes.com.